Hi, I'm Krista. And I'm Sarah. And we have this podcast called, Have We Talked About? Where two friends, at different points in their lives, chat about everything in their lives. From current events, to pop culture, from self-care, to self-indulgence, and everything in between. Join us weekly to see what we talk about next. Hey girl, hey. Hey Krista, what's going on? Everything and nothing all at the same time. <laughs> what are we what are we talking about today, Krista? Uh, we're talking about something that I feel like is near and dear to my heart, but I think it's something that everybody is kind of experiencing in different areas, which has to do with mental health. Basically keeping our, our minds sane and our peace at all time high. And we know we get it from all directions, things that impact our mental health at work, at home, out in the social world, further than that. So it seems prevalent given some of the challenges that we've had taking on a new podcast while having full-time jobs, having a new baby, all that kind of stuff. It seems like it's a good time for us to do our own kind of level set and check in with each other to see that we're yes. okay. Yes. Are you okay? I'm okay. I'm living day by day. I'm surviving. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. It's like that meme. I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, so which, where should we even begin with this? Should we maybe focus in on like work, the workplace and yeah. mental health around the workplace? I think so. I think, um, and we've touched on this in different podcasts, right? That with the technology innovations that we've had and i think that we're of the generations that experienced it the most Mm -hmm. like from like the first iphone to like iterations of just like how fast internet is versus a dial-up when we were younger that the expectations are now just more intense and as a person who is kind of coming up into their career and developing like it just life is hard at work like you're not uh there's no balance between work and home like if you want to succeed or see development a promotion more money you have to work harder Mm -hmm. but then you also need to like find a partner and have kids and do that and there isn't enough hours in the day because people are working more than uh, a seven and a half or eight hour day yeah yeah and i i i think that's where the mental health starts and Mm -hmm just feeling overwhelmed and stressed and taking that into other areas of your life for sure and i think and don't get me wrong i'm sure you know 30 years ago people suffered from mental health as well but it wasn't it wasn't such a thing as it is now and because of technology I love technology. It's great. But especially in the workplace, you know, if you worked in a, you know, corporate work environment where you had a computer, maybe you had like a desktop computer mm, desktop, and yeah. and like you, you know, you didn't really have like a cell phone, only like only like the really, you know, wealthy people had cell phones. You would right. leave your desk at 5 p.m. and you wouldn't think or hear about work until the next morning when you you know, went into work. Mm -hmm. And now because of technology, (laughs) we're always connected to work, whether that's, you know, in the evenings or on the weekends or on vacation, where you're always connected. 
Oh my God, you're making, I think that that example is like the the right example to show how different it is. And because of those changes, how expectations have changed. Like, yes, when I started work, it was a desktop. So I couldn't take work home with me because I couldn't take the computer home. <laughs> exactly. Right? So you're like, well, guess that's it. I mean, to have a laptop like at work would like that was only when it became more cost effective for the business to have laptops and then they switched out the desktops for the laptops not because they want you know their employees to like be on the move with it right and then to like get a company phone would be like also a privilege and now they're like well fuck company phones you can bring your own device now so now you're just now you're just getting all of the emails and all the text messages straight to your personal phone number and that's Mm -hmm. kind of what opened up and and basically um opened the wall between your home and your work life totally and yeah and it it blurs the line now because you can always and and i also feel like some people i'm not gonna say everybody i'm gonna say some people expect you when 5 p.m you know comes <laughs> they expect you to kind of check or work on something urgent or whatever but it's like whoa 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 like i still want to live my life outside of work like you i feel like companies yes we've made advancements in technology and everything but companies still need to realize that people for their mental health especially need to take a step back from work and like yeah. give them back their like five to nine let's say you know when they leave work and then go to bed give them back that time to like de-stress decompose things like that absolutely like and i think again it's just that speaking to culture so mm-hmm. the culture of the company can be what's so impactful like especially of your own direct leader but the org in general and i think of like twitter when we when we talk about this and how Elon laid off all those people and he's basically like he expects you to do over time because he he manages four different companies and oh I'm not God. saying that I'm not I'm not an Elon hater by any means but um, again like you're a grown fifty year old man uh, I I a single forty year old woman I don't want to die on the cross for your company right. Because I am not getting the bonuses that you're getting. Right. <laughs> right. And like, it's also your company, not my company. Right. And when I, t- when I do an employee survey, you give me a pizza party because you don't want to change anything. <laughs> Facts. We ask for raises and money and they give us a pizza party. It's true. It's true. And I also, I don't know, this might be what I think, my personal opinion, but I think mm-hmm. like people's workload has drastically increased as well like people expect you to do the work of two three people because the company doesn't want to hire anybody or like you're fine like you're not complaining you're fine but like come on come on let's realize that this is not sustainable totally like they promote it as like a stretch opportunity right where it's like oh if yes. you can do the work of three people then you deserve the promotion and it's like yeah that's not how it should work though yeah like i shouldn't feel guilty to like ask for time off that i'm legally obligated to take right and like and like if you're one of these people and that's fine i'm just I I, I kind of have been, but I don't like to be. But like, if you're going to work on your dedicated vacation, that's your doing. But please don't expect other people to work on their vacation because that's ridiculous. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those that love their job, if you love your job and it doesn't feel like a job, by all means, I'm not definitely not calling those people out. And I've also put in time where time needs to be put in because I cared. But I've also seen that the person that works the hardest isn't the person that always gets recognized, right? So now I'm not willing to sacrifice my own personal health anymore for the sake of like optics. Totally. You know, at the end of the day, in reality you're only like a number at the company and they could replace you so easily but like your mental health and your life trumps everything so just remember to focus on that and i also and i think maybe some i think some companies out there do have like dedicated and specific mental health days maybe like maybe like Mm -hmm. one or two that you can take a year and i think that's great like you know, aside from your personal day, aside from your vacation days, they have dedicated mental health days. And I think that's great. That's fantastic. I think all companies should have at least one or two. Yes, given the expectation, especially when um, during COVID, even though a lot of companies went remote, a lot of companies downsize and continue to downsize with layoffs. And as a result, people don't feel secure in their jobs and are like you said are doing the jobs of two people so giving them that mental health day is actually super important i did work at a company where the first friday of every month was a mental health day and like yeah and it helps it helps in a big way um and it's an american company too so it's not even that it's like you know a canadian company or a european company it's like (laughs) valuing the that people are burnt out and need to take that time to like step back. Um, Super important, which does bring me to a stat that I want to bring up. Um, It is the World Health Organization stat that I have here that work-related stress is the leading cause of burnout impacting physical and mental well-being. And I feel like that isn't even debatable. Yeah, yeah, that is 100% accurate. Yeah. Um, the American Institute of Stress found that job stress costs U.S. employers approximately $300 billion annually due to absenteeism, turnover, and decreased productivity. Yikes. So what are we doing about that? <laughs> like, seriously, what are companies doing about that? that that's insane. Well, I think number one is that we don't get enough vacation at a baseline. Yeah. Like specifically in Canada, specifically in North America. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, well, in the U S I don't even know what they get. They're like, maybe they like, Oh, I get a day. And like, he, yeah, I, I can't. And I don't know provincially if it changes too. So it's, I'm giving it an Ontario lens where we are, but we know like legally they only have to give you like two weeks. Yeah. Minimum out of 52 weeks of the year. It's just like, right. And the pace that we have to go at now versus 20 years ago is very different. Yeah, it's I would say it's a lot more it's a lot more stressful. I totally agree with that stat. I think a lot of people at work are stressed out, are burnt out, are exhausted, are working like way more, like way more than 40 hours a week. Um, And the the work life balance is just not there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it makes like it really fun to like work with people that are like going through that, (laughs) right? Like they're, they're going through it. And so they're not going to be in the best mood and they're not going to be happy. Like it's just, and you, you feel for them too. And then you're like, and then, you know, I, you know, as a nice 
you know, person I am. I'm like, oh, maybe you should, you know, take take a personal day, you know, mm-hmm. just relax. Oh, no, no, I can't. I'll be too stressed out. I, I have so much to do. It's like, I know, but you know what? The work is still going to be there. Like, when you get back, like, don't worry. <laughs> like, <laughs> you got, sometimes you have to listen to your body and listen to yourself and just take a step back. Well, that's the thing. I know that there's one, uh, one of the big banks, one of the big five or the big four banks in Canada is notorious for how much sick leave their employees take or short-term disabilities because yeah because they they are prone to having one person restructuring frequently but having one person have to take on multiple jobs because you have to fill for a backfill that's not hired yet or a backfill that's not going to be hired and having to kind of always cover more than what your role actually entails. And as a result, they take time off. So that $300 billion annually figure for the U.S., I can't imagine it's far off for Canada. Yeah. And it's, it's like, if that's what it's costing you and you're about making money, what are you doing to change the narrative as an employer? Like, give people four weeks off. Exactly. Hello, three-day weekend. Why are we not doing this yet? Exactly. And, you know, with the rises of prices of literally everything, people like groceries, are, like oh my God. literally everything is like so expensive now. People are stressed. You know, they're yeah. working, they're stressed. They need, I, I, need, I need this paycheck. I need this paycheck. I need to work. I can't quit, quit my job because they need to afford, you know, food, the roof over their head, etc. Right. So it's it's stressful times right now. I think you're touching on another point, too, is that people have to work to pay bills because they have families and stuff, too. So with the stress, there's kind of like there's no end in sight. Like, it's not like me as a single person. I, I mean, I can't quit a job per se, but I probably have a little more savings that I could if I needed to. But that wouldn't be ideal. So you're stuck in these situations where you're like, how do I get out of this stressful mess if you're expected to like work long hours? Exactly. Exactly. What do you think about setting boundaries at work? It's something that I think I've just started to explore now, way too late in my career, but setting a boundary of like what people should expect of me in terms of responding to emails and things of that sort so that I just can't care what people think of me anymore. Like I don't yeah. want I don't want the persona of like hard worker working long hours anymore because it didn't it didn't benefit me. Yeah. Um, I think a lot changed for me when I had my my first kid. Mm. Before that, I was a people pleaser. I like tried really, really hard to get on people's good side. I worked really hard. I like put everything. I don't know. I just worked really, really hard. And don't, don't get me wrong. I work hard now, too. But, you know, if you're asking me to stay at stay at till 6 p.m. to work on something in my mind if, it, if it's not urgent I'm not working on it like right. I'm not attending that meeting I need to spend time with my family because my kids are going to go to bed in an hour you know like I think because of my kid I have put additional boundaries up for work yeah. because at the end of the day I'm sorry but my kid takes priority over work absolutely I can find a new job I can't get another kid well you <laughs> right? can't get and the time back with them Exactly. You know, he's only a little for so long. So I think I've made that boundary, but it's hard. It's hard to say no. 
I'm sorry, I I cannot attend that because some people just don't understand and they say why. Yeah, and you're like after like, work social stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. And you're just like, okay, number one, like you shouldn't be asking this. I worked my my time. Like, come on, come on now. Um, so so I say in in that respect, um, I do it for my family and for my kids, um, and also especially when I was working from home. Yeah. You know, it the time just goes and sometimes I would be working at my desk for hours. No pee break, no mm-hmm. water, no mm-hmm. food or anything and it got to the point I'm like this is ridiculous. What it like what like my body is like screaming at me to like drink water or something. I'm like no right. no, I need to like you know set certain times in the day to like step away from my laptop leave my phone somewhere because at the end of the day i can still check everything on my phone (laughs) yeah you absolutely Um, can right and just like go into a different room maybe have a snack whatever just do something else for like 10 15 minutes and then come back um i thought you know setting those boundaries just for myself i know they're very, very small but they help me get through the week get through the day and i felt better what about Good. you? Um, yeah, I can, if I'm working from home, I, I can definitely work through, like I work through lunches, but that's kind of been my way for a really long time. But I, I'm a little different because I do have to commute in. So that's challenging. Um, but yeah, I, I've in this new job that requires me to commute, I, I have really drawn a line in the sand of what I'm willing to do and what I'm not willing to do but also knowing that if it's if it's not working for me the culture and I don't I I shouldn't necessarily expect the culture to change I just make my own decisions to like go on to the next thing and that's not easy for anybody and that's a whole other ball game but I've just learned that you know my experience and it's only my experience is that I've been loyal to companies that then weren't loyal to me. I wake up one day and then, you know, there you get your pink slip, like COVID happens and then something yeah. happens. So I'm not going to be reliant on the the company to tell me what my worth is, but yeah. also not going to like, I'm not going to let them burn me out. Like I've experienced in the past, because like, as we know, time is moving so quickly. Exactly. So I am setting boundaries and I'm willing to take the repercussions of those boundaries. Mm -hmm. So I guess my question is, do you feel like in setting your boundaries since having your kids that that has has had some negative backlash for you in your career? A thousand percent. Yeah. A thousand percent. Because I'm not that person at that 6 p.m. meeting. Right. I'm not that person, you know, going above and beyond. I'm working those hours. I'm working on the weekend. Sorry. I'm not that person. Or even for like the social activities, there's a pressure to like attend like a Christmas party or an after work dinner, a celebratory. Yeah. And you shouldn't be pressured to go to, you know, things like that. Because you might be, you know, you might be someone that has like social anxiety and that just stresses the heck out of you. Yeah. And then if you have someone pressuring you to go like that's not that's not a fun situation. Like, who wants that, right? And I think that as we've been in these stressful work environments, it's it's been proven that that does lead to, like, anxiety and depression. So it's just, 
it's just circular where you're like you're more stressed at work so you're more anxious so then you can't get away from the people or the things that are making you stress because there's a social pressure that you need to appear at these other functions being social but you can't really be yourself but you're also stressed but you're not supposed to say you're stressed at work you're supposed to say that everything is awesome yeah exactly exactly and then people drink too much and then oh gosh because <laughs> then all of the pent-up frustration comes out and you're like oh yeah that was an awkward party exactly exactly but you're also so, wondering who will break under the pressure <laughs> it's true it's true so yeah i think nowadays a lot of people suffer maybe it's maybe they suffer just a little bit maybe th- maybe they can hide it at work but I truly do feel like some people are suffering at work, whether that's like stress, whether that's anxiety, whether that's burnout, whatever that is. I think in today's world, people are suffering. Oh, yeah. And I I don't think that um, employees feel like they can be candid about how they're suffering. Yeah. So you do see them go on those leaves because... Yeah. They're being forced to do something that is kind of overextending them. They're being pressured. You know, they're being bullied, whatever is happening. And then you get the result that they they have to go on a leave to, like, take a step away. And, like, people are, like, so surprised that that person is going on a leave. And right, because like, there's a social pressure to, like, not talk about it. So, like, exactly. work in its own right is a cult, right? Where we all exactly. have to follow this mantra, this this whole dogma, and then we're not really allowed to complain about anything. Yeah. We're exactly. supposed to, like, the toxic culture that we've talked about before, where you're like, oh, well, this doesn't suck. It's really just an opportunity. It's an opportunity for us to really get better. <laughs> yeah. Get better at at what though? Like our our salaries are not competitive in the marketplace. There's nothing I can do about that. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I Chris and I can talk about corporate and workplace mental health and everything for a very long time. But let's move on to a different, let's say, category. Do you sure. want to touch on maybe you know personal life, family life? friends because that's the other side right like it's the balance between work and home so Mm -hmm. how is the mental health impacted as a result of work or just in the relationships you have with your family based on like where you are at, at in life and i think to take it a little away from family just to like focus on friends as you are also kind of going through the motions from your career perspective from an age perspective from a dating to marriage perspective friendships also go through some changes and tensions as well because sometimes in these in those type of relationships there's growth that happens on one side but not on the other side yeah and then there's social pressure with your friends of like showing up or doing what they do or you know in my case i have a lot of friends that are like in relationships and they're like i don't get why you're single and it's like yeah same they say i don't get why you're single oh my god <laughs> yeah like I, I i've had like not not in any way to like me make me feel bad about myself but like uh, people at work and everything would be like i don't understand why you don't have somebody like because you're not like you're not crazy or a horrible person i assume is what they meant mm-hmm. <laughs> so does that put does that put anything on you like do you feel anything when people say that or whatever Mm, I think it just depends. 
like I, for a big chunk of my adult life, I, I, well, I don't go to family gatherings a lot, but that was probably a reason why I would avoid it. Cause I didn't want to have that awkward conversation. Um, cause it's weird when somebody asks you why you're single, because it's almost like you're being interrogated. And it's like, if I knew the answer, don't you think I would kind of like solve for it? That is just like a weird question to ask anybody. Why are you single? It's like, what? Or like, because I have no value to you whatsoever unless I am in like right. one of exactly. two people. Yeah. So that used to tick me off a lot when I was younger. So I would just avoid it because I probably wasn't as good at controlling my temper in my younger years. Mm-hmm. So people be like, you're mean or you're rude. And I'm like, I'm real. <laughs> But that's probably why I didn't have any anxiety back then because I wasn't I wasn't bottling it in, pretending everything was awesome. And Wait, now so that I have anxiety now, oh, I have tons of anxiety. I have tons and tons of anxiety. That's why I've been suffering for insomnia for so long. Mm-hmm. Because the brain just doesn't ever shut off. Oh my god, same bro, same. Honestly, yeah. but I've been taking some melatonin, <laughs> and it's been working. <laughs> That's good. So, yeah, not editing those podcast episodes as quickly as before because I'm actually going to bed at night. That's good. Yeah. That's okay. You focus on you, focus on your health, focus on your sleep. Well, because sleep, again, is important. Like, sleep impacts your your physical being. It impacts your cognitive abilities. Like, your emotional well-being, like everything. Yeah. Hmm. So, I wish companies well not to talk about work but obviously it's just like i wish companies valued that more instead of just talking about it but then also with friends and stuff it's hard to it's hard to express that i feel like when you're feeling anxious or depressed with your friends because most people i would say almost everybody is not in a position to be able to actually have that kind of conversation Mm -hmm. so it can be isolating when you're yeah. struggling with some when you're struggling with your mental health because yeah. they don't actually know how to fi- help you yeah and you feel you feel alone you feel very yeah. lonely and you feel and you know what at the end of the day you know what doesn't help social media mm. can i go back before we get into social media and yeah. like did you feel any strain or changes in your relationships because i know that you're like one like you got married pretty young and then I, th- I know you have a lot of friends that are still in like the single department did you feel like a yeah. bit of a distance there where it's like you're the way that you relate has changed mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure for sure um i got married and then moved out to the suburbs and everything um while my friends were in the city living their best life for sure yeah but those true friends we stayed together and we figured out the challenges and, and we're still friends to this day. So, um, but yeah, there's, there is a little challenging road to, to go through. Yeah. If that answered your question. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's no right or wrong answer, but, um, just to, like basically no, I don't know, just calling out what the actual stress is in terms of like, managing your friends or your family like for me i know you're an only child but for me like with family and stuff like sibling relationships or parent relationships are very difficult Mm -hmm. because you you're growing and they're growing in different ways and uh conflicts look different (laughs) yeah and then you 
grow and have your own opinions politically or otherwise and those can create challenges so then it's like you you don't know how to manage those in the same way you did as a kid where maybe you just have like a screaming match and now you have to be like adults about it and like have that kind yeah. of conversation that definitely has an impact on uh, your mental health or parents getting older and you you know realizing you have to like take care of them also yeah that's true and i'm sure i I hope people know i'm sure people know um i am a i have a you know i don't know do i even call him a newborn anymore no i have an infant at home he was born this year um so just going through postpartum um with my first son he was born about three weeks and then the whole world went into lockdown and shut down yeah so being a new mom to a kid to a baby and not seeing anybody not even seeing my parents i've been leaving the house looking back i i absolutely had postpartum anxiety mm-hmm. um i didn't know it in the moment though because i just blamed it on covid but looking back now i a thousand percent did so and what did that look like for you like symptoms wise how did that show up i wasn't sleeping um, and then I think in the winter time when then, you know, when we went into another lockdown, I th- I'm pretty sure I was a little depressed as well. Right. But then I didn't really see a lot of people because I wanted to protect my baby mm-hmm. and I was alone, you know, doing the same thing in your house with your baby and trying to make it, you know, try to, you know, keep him entertained and everything. It was, it was very hard and it was. Yeah, it was very hard. I don't wish it on anybody. Um, but now I just had my second son. Um, I'm feeling a lot better than I did with my first. You know, mm. don't get me wrong. The recovery is a, diff- a different story. But postpartum, I, I, I'm feeling really good. Yeah, there's a little, a little bit of anxiety, but not as much as what I had. No baby blues. Um, tired. That's normal. But I'm feeling a very good but i think a lot of people suffer quietly yeah and they don't say anything for sure i try to reach out to if i know someone had a baby and i saw online and i'm you know was friends with them or whatever i always try to message them just to say hey you know hope you're doing great if you need anything i know this is a tough time like i just try to like validate maybe what they're feeling because people don't talk about it women don't talk about postpartum and it's freaking ridiculous because it is insane what you go through what your hormones go through what you go through what your body goes through everything but people don't talk about it i don't think like women's health in its own right can can lead to mental health issues just because like you're trying to maintain yourself when your hormones and your body are trying to like figure shit out Mm -hmm. and you have this literal little baby that you are 100% 100% responsible for um it's a lot especially if you're a new mom it's a lot to go through yeah so um i think people should reach out to new new parents and new moms and, and even new dads because new dads go through people don't talk about that either some new dads go through it as well um i don't i forget what it's called but i don't, I don't really want to say postpartum but they they go through it's an adjustment a, for them too exactly exactly and i know i know dads that have had you know depression and they've had to get on medication because of it Mm -hmm. um so i just feel like people need to talk about things more 
Yeah. People definitely need to talk about things more, but I think as a society, we should also be educated on how to support people. Because, like, a lot of times when they talk about, like, how to get around this, like, if we talk about this right now, um, the National Alliance on Mental Illness reports that having a supportive network of family and friends is crucial for managing your mental health and improving your overall well-being. But there's a piece missing there for me where it's like, you can have the most loving family in the world, but if you're going through a dark time and they still don't have the tools to help you or guide you to help, you're still in the same predicament. Yeah. Because some families don't like to talk about hard things. They just like to talk about surface surface level. A lot of families don't like to talk about hard things. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Wild. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's all about the image, right? Which I guess would speak into our, our next topic of like social well, exactly. media. Exactly. And I also feel like, yeah, being a being a mom, especially in the first, let's say, three months, mm-hmm. it's tough. And you look on social media and you see these like I'm just gonna say it, fake ass bitches posting their like best life with their newborn and you're like, how how oh my god your body looks so good how do you fit in that dress oh my god you look amazing oh my god she's like but i in my mind i'm like bullshit that's bullshit you're putting Mm. on a freaking store like i now that i'm a second time mom i'm like i got i call bullshit you're faking it but to other people that may be really going through it like it just like it drives me bonkers i'm like that's not real yeah but don't you feel like pressure then to not necessarily fake it but feel pressure to only post positive things totally yeah who posts who doesn't post positive things exactly who's not hyping up something exactly everyone posts highlights of their life they're not going to post the shit or the terrible times of their life yeah and not to like dismiss or degrade people that want to post stuff because maybe for them it makes them feel better yeah i i have a hard time buying into that because it's like if you're looking for social validation that also is like probably not good because when you don't have it it's crushing Mm -hmm. but um i've just noticed that like the people that are basically the saddest and loneliest are the ones that are just posting things where i'm like this is not your real life Mm. yeah it's like almost a cry for help but yeah you gotta like read between the lines and really see yeah makes me think of britney britney spears oh yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah, I mean that that's another episode we need to talk about that yeah yeah I'm happy she's I, free but something's wrong but something is up um but I truly if I feel like if you're in a dark place whether you have depression whether you have anxiety whether you're maybe you have an eating disorder maybe you're going mm-hmm. through something else I truly don't think don't go on social media <laughs> it won't help well I think the underlying theme is that there's the comparison it's like how do we in this time not given to comparison exactly everyone does it it's just a natural it's a natural thing that we're doing like even whether it's nurtured or nature like if if i have two things that i need to buy guess what i'm doing i'm comparing if there's something i want to pick over the other guess what i'm doing i'm comparing so it's just it's just the default setting so then you look at somebody's social media we're we're podcasters what are we doing sarah when we're trying to measure our success comparing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's like how unless i go and like become a farmer or something or go off the grid how do i completely step away from that when it's actually like 
part of what I need to like do in my every day, even when I'm like putting on my clothes and picking two yeah. outfits. What am totally. I doing? Comparing. When totally. when you have, when you have your two kids crying, <laughs> what yeah. are you doing? Comparing? No, I'm kidding. You're not comparing. But I'm just saying. <laughs> no, totally. I, and it's and it's, it's so hard not to compare. But I feel like, especially with social media, you need to get. I know it's going to sound silly, but you need to get into like a healthy relationship with social media. Maybe you need to set boundaries. Maybe you need to set, I don't know, certain things just to make yourself not go down a spiraling depression because you're on social media because it can it can take you on a ride yeah i agree completely um i think what that probably speaks to is that like people need to develop their own hobbies outside of social media yeah so that they're not spending as much time on it and i think when you make that investment into yourself and be out in the real world then that that won't be such a huge um, like obstacle in your life. It won't be something that you value so much. Yeah. I mean, I love Instagram, but I know if something is going to make me feel bad or it gives me that ick, I'm going to unfollow or not look at stuff like that. Totally. Totally. And like, I feel like, yeah, I feel like my personal social media, my Instagram specifically, I've been posting a lot normally, a lot more than I normally do. But I feel like I'm in such a good place, like, not that I'm trying to put it in people's faces. I'm also just trying to remember these times when my kids were little. I look, oh, trust me, I still got the mom mom bod. It's only been a few months. But you know what? I feel good. And you know what? Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a really nice picture with me and my two boys. And I really want to just remember that moment and just share that picture. Uh, and, I, and, and I sometimes think like, ooh, maybe if I post this, it's going to be putting people the wrong way i'm like you know what i have to do this for me like i felt really good in that moment Mm. i want to share it with people yeah but i but it always crosses my mind because i have some um friends that are uh, first-time parents that are going through it and i was like i really hope they don't see this because again i keep telling them when i had my first son i was going through it like you can't take everything with a grain of salt like yeah shit's hard (laughs) But okay, so let me ask you. So you're in a good space. You're feeling really good. You want to commemorate the moment and Instagram is still, as much as they could change it, whatever. It's still a visual platform for us older people that adopted it when it was just, you know, pictures. Yeah. But if you don't get likes on it, though, don't you still feel a way where it's like, nobody liked my picture? Okay, good. I could care less. I literally could care less. I could get zero likes because, you know, at the end of the day, it's just, it's honestly just for me. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like my, I know this sounds, this is going to sound so stupid. It's like my personal photo album that I have shared with people that I've accepted to be my friend on Instagram. Right. That's how I look at it. I know that's stupid. But that's how I look at it. Yeah. Uh, to throw in some stats, a survey conducted by the Royal Society for Public Health in the UK found that Instagram is the most detrimental social media Ooh. platform for mental health, leading to feelings of inadequacy and anxiety. Yeah, I believe it. I believe I mean, it. it. I, be- I totally yeah. believe it. I'm sure TikTok and the others are probably up there for the newer generations, but they just haven't been around long enough to have like the same level of data. You know, yeah, data, exactly. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say. I was gonna say TikTok should be up there too because my goodness, they have like the mm-hmm. one extreme to another on there for different things. So, 
And then I feel like I'm a bad mom because I'm not cutting my kids' sandwiches into construction flowers yeah. and you know like you don't have the bento stuff. box <laughs> it's like here's what i do for my kids it's like you threw away basically 50 percent of that kid's lunch because you had to cut it into shapes exactly 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 um so how do you personally you know maybe de-stress or take your mind off things or like how do you make yourself feel better what is there any like particular things that you do (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) well you well you take some stuff before you go to bed and that's good sleep's important yeah so i I take lots of supplements and stuff to kind of keep my body moving you know in the way that it should because that's when your health is also your physical health is also not right then that that doesn't help with any feelings of anxiety or depression um I do think it's important that when you're feeling kind of those ways of like being isolated and anxious that you probably have to really make an effort more to like seek out your social network to go out and do social things to distract you. Um, I'm an introverted person, so I do basically turn inwards a lot so I can not come out you know i could be in some in my place for a week and i'm completely fine but sometimes it just means that the thoughts just keep stirring in your head right like there's no there's no distraction there's no break from it so uh making a point to like go out and do social things working out can help it can help you kind of work through like get your anger and frustration yeah walking and stuff like that is it something that i do regularly I try to, but it's just like life gets busy. So, you know, maintaining that regular routine is always a challenge, I think, too, because life is so busy. Yeah. uh, And you don't, we don't have that balance. And one thing that I'm not doing enough of that I need to do that I, that I made a point to do last year is really schedule out my time off for the year Mm -hmm. in advance. And I did not do it this year so that you know that there's a timeline of like you know you're going to work and then you have that point where you're going to get to check out for a bit and not wait until burnout to then take that day off right and that's important you don't want to get to burnout yeah that's good that's good i think that's good i think but i think if it if it gets to a point where you know you're doing all those things but you're still feeling like, like you maybe you have like high anxiety or high whatever mm-hmm. you know seek go to your doctor talk to your doctor because there's other things you know sometimes you just need that little boost of maybe you need to go on medication to make yourself feel better um for a bit you know at the end of the day just make your try to make yourself feel better because life is stressful (laughs) doesn't matter what you're doing it's just freaking stressful so true and i don't think i actually had i never had a concept of actually most people are feeling uh feelings of depression and anxiety but everybody is medicated and uh, that's also something that people don't talk about and then Mm. just me being the kind of person where you know who i am right i I talk a lot about my own self and like i i dig into other people's lives because that's who i am and then just realizing that the reason why that i feel so anxious and depressed a lot of time is because i'm not medicated because everybody else that I would talk to would be like, oh, no, I take medication for this regularly. I need medication to sleep. I need medication to wake up. And I'm like, yes. oh, okay, this is why things feel different. But I think that just shows 
one that needs to be like more transparent to how stressful life really is that people are not coping and um two what other ways that like we can make this better for everybody um i think therapy is really important it's something that i have personally not done yet but i've been really thinking about it over the last few months i want to say of like really getting into that now where it's like at some point now the walks the workouts the medication alone aren't enough it's now like navigating how do i set boundaries but how do i develop like healthy coping mechanisms yeah how do i get through the challenge like how do i talk it through how do i do it so that i'm not overwhelming family or friends with my problems I think that's really good. And to be completely honest, I think everyone should talk to a therapist. I think people are just going through it right now. And I, but I also think the like potential, but it's not always covered. Yeah. And the wait list to actually talk to somebody is very long Mm. because people need, people have issues and they want to talk them through. Um, Another thing that I have used in the past are like different um like apps so i like i use like the calm app i've used yeah. like headspace and sometimes i just listen to like relaxing like podcasts or like sounds and things that that's helped me in the past as well um but if it gets too too bad totally reach out to your doctor or yeah walks are always good fresh fresh air is always great and just for me too like like you said krista just staying busy um kind of helps me because i can get into my head a lot totally if i just like stay still and don't leave the house for a while i can get into my head and then things just fester and then i'm then i'm gone um so i i agree with you yeah um what was i going to say about what you just said I'm going to, I'm going to do a plug. I'm going to do a plug for something that I, that I'm experimenting with, which I've seen on a lot of YouTube videos, which is better help, which is the online therapy. Yeah. 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 Reasonably priced. I mean, I haven't started it yet, but they've messaged me a couple of times being like, we have a therapist for you. We're concerned. We definitely want to talk to you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was concerned Uh, for you. uh, Right. (laughs) Checking in. Um, but I, I can't give a review because I haven't, but I think to your point, if there's wait lists and stuff like that, and you can have access to somebody in any way that you want it, whether you want to do a video where you want it, or you want to text or you want to do, I don't know if they do in person, then yeah. definitely take advantage of it. And it's, yeah, it's reasonably priced. And I think, again, that's also <laughs> the things that we need to help us get better are not, you know, they're not cost effective for everybody too. So there's not yeah. that equal access. Yeah. Totally. And I also feel like some people still think of, still think of therapy as like, ooh, you're going to therapy? But people shouldn't mm-hmm. think like that. Be like, no, yeah. this person's trying to better themselves and try to help themselves. It's not, it's not a bad thing to go to therapy. Like, get that, get that away. Get that off your mind. Yeah, especially for those that aren't self-aware. And I guess people that don't realize that they're, self- they're not self-aware. Um I always I didn't have an issue I think with therapy I just always felt like I would never be able to connect to the right therapist for what I felt Mm. like I needed help with and I think that's also sometimes a challenge is finding the right fit because no two therapists are the same valid and you kind of heard on the streets yeah yeah no I've heard that too and I I feel like you kind of want to vibe with them a bit and you want them to understand you and everything so yeah no I, I I get that 
I get that. Yeah. But talking, talking to somebody is huge. It brings you back. I don't think I've ever talked about this on the podcast, but it brings me back to when I was for a few months volunteering at the distress center for Toronto distress center. Mm. And it's, it's a volunteer organization. I guess the best equivalent, it'd be equivalent to what we know as like the kids help phone growing up where it's like, call this Mm. number if you need to talk to somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's basically the same thing. You call this number when you need to talk to somebody. It's like coverage of like the Toronto area. But you get people in all walks of life with all different challenges that are calling in. Uh, Some people are just lonely. You know, some people maybe have mental health issues and stuff. So you're supposed to be a friend. And that's the kind of training that they give you. But they Mm -hmm. do give you the training that there could be somebody calling saying that they're suicidal. Right. So... The training for me, I'm always a perfectionist and I probably judge pretty harshly, but uh, my first shift that I got there was a suicide call. Oh my God. And I knew it. I knew that that's what was going to happen to me. And I, uh, yeah. So that was my first and last shift because that is too traumatizing that you, if you're not properly trained, that's not something that you can deal with for the rest of your life or ongoing shifts. Yeah. So it's... It's real that when people feel really alone and uh, again, it just speaks to what I said earlier is that when somebody's in that dark place, you just aren't as a regular person equipped to be able to handle it. So even as a friend offering your support to somebody, also offer the support to help them get to the treatment that they need. Valid. You know, just Mm -hmm. like not tell them it's going to be okay or you know try and like convince them of the bright side like they need more than that and you aren't equipped to give it so give your support and making sure that they can get to the help yeah and if someone tells someone who has anxiety or stress to tell them to like calm down or relax (laughs) like what about like don't worry about it don't worry it'll be fine yeah it's like you just want to like slap them (laughs) Well, I think it's just, it makes you feel more isolated. Yeah. And shut yeah. down. It makes you shut down. Yeah. Because it's like, no, you don't understand. But okay. Yeah. And th- yeah. And then you, you probably feel like there's something wrong with you in a way where they're like, I don't get why you can't just like get over it. Totally. Or, 100%. you know, wh- you're making a big deal out of it. Mm-hmm. So we, we, like, def- mm. we need to normalize that not being okay is okay. Yes. And we need to normalize that the responsibility as a support person is to get them okay, not by your doing, but getting them to the appropriate treatment to to make them okay. Mm -hmm. And just talking with people, because again, I feel like people put this like mask on, let's say, and, you know, oh, yeah, things are great. But it's like, "Mm, are they, though? Are they? True. But also acknowledging we all don't have the mental capacity for when somebody's not okay like we've all we've all had the person that you're like how are you doing and you really just want to hear fine and they like go into a whole thing you're like i'm not i'm not ready for this too much much. i also have my own bag of emotional baggage i brought into the office today (laughs) i don't have space for yours but well i also feel like like it's depending who's asking you how are you doing it's like sure yeah, this is a but, colleague it's like yeah fine yeah whatever <laughs> yeah but we're trained to do that too right when we're not fine like how many times you've seen somebody and it's clear they're lying to you saying that yeah. they're fine based on their body language based on their responses and it's mm-hmm. like how are we working for organizations that say that they value integrity when it's indoctrinated in us culturally to not to say it's fine when it's not fine 
I feel like we're robots. Like automatically, yeah. like oh, how are you? It's like automatically. Oh yeah, I'm fine. It's like that's always like the first thing that pops out of your mouth. You, you don't even think that you're saying it. Like it just comes out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> like breathing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, listeners that are out there, if you are still listening, if you're going through it, Chris and I have gone through things. We've we've had dark times. Um at least, well, I shouldn't say for Krista. For myself, I've had dark times, um, but we hope you get through it. Um, I've had dark times as well, but yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, life is hard. Life is stressful. But try to, you know, try to, you know, have those those moments that make you happy. And yeah, I don't know. When you're if you're going through something, you got, you just gotta work through it. And then you, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Let's just say that. Is there though? There is, there is, there is. I think uh, you definitely have to talk to somebody. You definitely need to set boundaries for your own mental well-being. Um, definitely talk to somebody because I think a lot of things that need to be worked through or the coping mechanisms need to be talked through with a professional of like not being a people pleaser or the aspect of comparing yourself to others. Like those are all things that probably need uh an actual professional to walk you through why you feel like those things are important and how you get past it. Uh, Cause yes, there is light at the end of the tunnel, but you probably can't navigate it alone, Yeah. but not being okay is okay. Yeah. That should be this, um, the title of this episode, not being okay is okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, one more thought I just had is I am nervous and scared for people that are like growing up with social media so like the people that are in like elementary school right now like they have to grow up with social media there's like so much more online bullying there's so much more comparing there's and they're and they're young right so they they can't they can't not compare and they can't they you know they want to make sure that oh I, i'm doing this cool thing and i just feel like it's it, it might be harder for what's it gen, gen, generation z is that what it's called Generation Z is a generation that's in the workforce currently, the most, the youngest one, okay, I think. Okay, so whatever my kids are, <laughs> I, 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 well, that's not, they're, they're, they're past Generation Z, they're a new generation. Yeah, I feel, I feel like, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. So good luck. Well, I mean, re- as parents, you're, you'll be responsible for guiding them in the right way so that they don't have that pressure and have that direction. Mm-hmm. I think my generation that are parents probably didn't do a lot of their kids favors by because we were kids that basically were left our own devices and kind of like self-raise there's been an overcompensation with this new generation where they have their parents to basically negotiate everything for them you know Mm -hmm. like go with them to the interview or you know like stuff like that yeah yeah that's true that's true well, Krista and I wish everyone good luck. Life's hard, but have your good support system around you and find those good moments in life because there are good moments in life. Totally. Um, I guess that's it. And I'll chat with you next week, Krista. Absolutely. I'll be here. <laughs> Fantastic. Bye. Bye. Bye.